Well, welcome back, Oakwood Christian Church, and I'm coming to you from my uh, studio in my office. Well, actually, I didn't know it was a recording studio till this week, and so today I am the editor, the producer, and I, I'm also uh, the main actor, if you want to say say that. But I'll be uh, preaching to you from my office today, and this is actually the first time I've delivered a message like this from my office. So you guys are going to be the very first uh, people to ever be a recipient of a message like that, uh, that I've recorded on my own and share, sharing with you guys. We're in a series called Better, and last week we learned a very important life principle, and that is better is one day in, in the house of the Lord and in the courts of the Lord than a thousand elsewhere. Imagine all the things that you could do on your most fun day. The scripture says it's better to be in the house of the Lord for that one day than doing a thousand things somewhere else. And David also told us it's better to be a, a servant, the lowest position in the house of the Lord than have the highest place of honor in the house of the wicked. We're going to learn another lesson today, and that's uh, better is one handful. And we are learning that there are some things that are better when we follow the Lord's uh, teaching, when we follow the Lord's instruction. The first part of this year really probably hadn't been very good for most of us. You know, we got the, the whole world got shut down in March because of the coronavirus, and then the economy kind of crashed. Many people lost their jobs, lost income. I want to tell you, I believe the second half of this year is going to get better. I mean, right now, we've just gone from one thing after the other, and right now, our, our country is divided uh, racially and politically, and there are protests going on. I truly believe that the last half of this year will become better. This principle we're going to look at today, better is one handful, is one that you're either going to learn the hard way or the easy way. You're either going to learn it today or maybe later in your life. It might not be to your deathbed as you look back over your life with regret and think, boy, I wish I would have applied that principle earlier. But then you're looking back and thinking, boy, I should have done that. You don't have to do that. One of the lies that has been embedded in our culture and that Satan has been telling us for, for a long time is that more is always better. If you have one of something, it's good. But if you have two of something, it's even better. You know, if you've got one dollar, that's good. But if you have Two dollars, that's even better. If you can play one sport, that's good. If you can play two sports, that's even better. If you have one car in your garage, that's good. Two cars in your garage is even better. For those of you who like to fish, one fishing pole is good. Two is even better, right? Well, we've been buying that lie from Satan since the very beginning of time. In fact, Adam and Eve bought that lie in the garden. They only had one rule, one rule, and they, they could eat of any tree, any fruit, except that one. And the serpent, Satan, said, uh, go ahead and eat from that tree, because you're going to be better. You know, the only reason God doesn't want you to do that is because he knows that you will become better, and you'll become like him. You'll be all wise, all knowing. 
And so he said, you basically got everything you need, but you don't have everything you want to be happy. And if you have this, you need something else. You need more. You know, more is not always better. I love to eat peanuts. That's one of my favorite snacks. But I found out that peanuts can make you sick. If you eat too many peanuts, that can be a bad thing. When I was a junior in high school, my uh, Vicar Club was selling peanuts. And so one night watching TV at home, I popped open the can of one of those peanuts and thought I'd have a few of those. And they were good. And I kept eating and eating and eating. And pretty soon I'd eaten the whole uh, can of, uh, of peanuts. Well, you can imagine what happened next. A, a very bad stomach ache and a very violent reaction as far as my digestive system. So eating a few is good, but eating a bunch isn't so good. Drinking milk is a good thing. Drinking too much milk is not a good thing. When I was in Bible college, one of the things that we used to challenge each other to do was to drink a gallon of milk in an hour. Nobody ever did it, but we always tried. One guy almost almost was able to do it. His name was Doug Deary. He went into the Marines, a big, strong, stocky guy, and he had just about drank the entire gallon of milk inside of an hour. He was down to just a few ounces, and then it erupted. I mean, it was like a great white uh, geyser that erupted, and it went all over the TV, the couch, the carpet in the men's, uh, you know, inside the, the lobby of the men's dorm there. Uh, it, it was a horrible mess. Of course, we laughed about it. We thought that was funny, but it wasn't such a good thing. Since the Garden of Eden, we've been buying this lie that more is better. And what we don't have is really what we need. And Satan has been telling us that, that what we don't have is really what we need. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, if you have your Bibles, open with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And I want to read verse 6. And that's going to be our, our scripture today. Better is one handful with tranquility. Tranquility and peace mean basically the same thing. Than two handfuls with toil and a chasing after the wind. Let me read that again. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and a chasing after the wind. So why is one hand better than two hands? Okay. Well, if I've got one hand full of something, then I've got another hand that's free. Now, what can I do with that free hand? Well, if someone falls down, needs a hand up, I can help them up. If somebody's working on a project and needs an extra hand, I've got a free hand. If someone is down and discouraged and they need someone to come along beside them and give them a pat on the back or maybe a, a hug of encouragement, I can do that with one arm. And in fact, Jesus addressed this very same principle in Luke chapter 12, uh, as we look in verse 15. He said, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. He said, you don't need more and more and more. He said, watch out. And then he went on to tell him this principle and beginning with verse 16. 
And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop, and he thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is tear down my barns, and I will build, build bigger ones. And I will store my grain and my goods, and I will say to myself, You have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night, your life will be demanded of you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich in things towards God. You know, I don't think that God cares so much about what we have. He just doesn't want us to let the things that we have have us. Does that make sense? He doesn't want what we have to control us. See, it's better to have less of what really matters and more of what does matter. Did I say that right? Let me repeat that. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does matter. Okay, I think I've got that wrong. I'll have my producer cut that out. Anyway, so how do we know what really matters? What really matters in life? Let me help you out. Let's say you went to the doctor and the doctor said, you have a limited time to live, maybe 30 days. I imagine your priorities would completely change. What would you do in that 30 days? That's what is important. That's what matters. I've actually been with people when they've received the news that they've got a, a limited amount of time, maybe days, weeks, or months to, to live. And do you know what? What I hear from them is what matters. I've never heard anybody say, you know, I sure wished I would have spent more time at work. You know, I wish I would have earned a little bit more money. You know, I, I wished I hadn't taken all those vacations and all those time off. None of that stuff matters. But what I hear from people is my relationship with the Lord. That's what matters. To make sure my family knows Jesus as their Savior and I get to see them in heaven. To make sure I'm leaving a legacy for my family to follow, my kids and my grandkids. I want to make a difference. So how can we live a life that I'm going to call a one handful life? To live a life as the, the scripture said, one handful is better with peace and tranquility than two handfuls of chasing after things that don't matter. In Romans uh, chapter 12, and I had that marked, here we go, or Hebrews chapter 12, I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 said, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. See, the Greek word translated here literally means to cast down, to throw it down like a violent throwing action. Now imagine you're sitting out and enjoying the cool evening breeze if we would have one. You know, it's been a little bit warm at night. But all of a sudden a June bug flies up and either sticks himself in your hair or on your arm or something. I don't know about you, but I grab that sucker and I throw him down as hard as I can. I'm going to make sure 
that it's a violent throwdown so that he doesn't get back up and attack me again. That's literally what it means. I want to encourage you to let go of what doesn't matter. So let me give you three suggestions here to help us let go of things that don't matter, okay? Cut back, throw out, and turn off. So what are some things that we're going to cut back on? Now, I don't know what you need to cut back on personally, but I think generally there are two things that most of us need to cut back on. And number one is finances, and the other one is schedule. But let's start with spending. The scripture says, better is one handful with peace than two handfuls with financial stress weighing you down. That may mean scaling back. That may mean getting rid of something. For some of us, it might mean getting rid of a play toy that we only use a few times a year, but yet you still have to make a payment on. And then you realize, I need to cut back because this really doesn't matter. One of the quickest ways to uh, add turmoil and chaos in your life is to get yourself into financial pressure. Second thing is that it's maybe to scale back on your schedule. One of the benefits I think that this whole coronavirus and the lockdown time has helped us with is that it has caused us to slow down, to refocus on things that really matter. I know I've enjoyed being able to eat meals at home without having to rush from this activity to that activity, from this event to that event, to actually get to slow down and enjoy life. Most of us live at life uh, with a pedal to the metal type of a speed. If you come up and ask somebody, you know, hey, how are you doing? The most common answer you're probably gonna get from them is, wow, I'm just super busy. I am just so, in fact, I'm just stressed out. I, I don't have enough hours in the day to get everything done, I'm just so busy. When's the last time you walked up to somebody and said, uh, hey, how are you doing today? You know, man, I'm just really relaxed. I've just got all this extra free time. I've uh, got to read some books. I've, you know, started a new hobby. I've been able to just, you know, take life easy. Think Things are really good. I think we need to cut back cut back our spending, cut back our schedules. Second thing I think we need to do is we need to throw out. In other words, we need to purge. Some of you might need to purge a whole lot. I've heard people say that if you haven't used it in a year, you, you need to get rid of it. I don't know that I'm gonna to go to that extent because sometimes um, we buy something and we need that and then it might be a while longer that you need it again, but a lot of times we have stuff that we don't need that we don't know where it's at when we go to go to look for it. We don't even know maybe what, uh, where, why we bought the thing to begin with. So we need to clean out a lot of clutter. Fact is that most of us have way too much stuff. A lot of us don't even know all the stuff we've got. You ever met anybody that they've got stuff stacked everywhere and they don't even know what they've got? Some of you, I've been in some houses that actually your closets are bigger than the house that Lee and I first lived in. And there's still not enough room in those closets and cabinets. And so you move stuff out to the garage and then pretty soon the garage is full. So you store stuff up in the attic. 
and then you run out of room and then guess what? You rent a storage place or you build a storage shed outside to store all this stuff. Why? Because our stuff matters to us and eventually all this stuff is going to burn up. So we need to throw out some stuff, stuff that you're not using. To, it will de-stress your life. It really will. Finally, turn off. I don't know what you need to turn off, but I would say a lot of us probably need to turn off the TV. Some of us maybe need to turn off the computer. For many of us, uh, it might be this thing we call the cell phone. In fact, a lot of us are controlled by this cell phone. How many of you have had someone in your family say to you, you know, you're on your phone too much? Probably most of us. And if somebody's telling you that, it probably means that you're on your phone enough that it's affecting your family in a negative way. Maybe it's affecting your marriage in a negative way or your time with kids in a ne negative way. But we think we've got to be on this phone and connected with people all the time. Or sometimes we're just on the on the phone playing games. Well, one of the things my grandkids, as soon as they, they're around me, Papa, can I play on your phone? And they had, had downloaded some games on my phone. I didn't even know all the games they had on there. This week, I deleted Listen, it's 18 different games off my phone that I didn't even know I had. I've never played any of them. I got rid of those things. I think we need to get serious about casting off what really doesn't matter. Okay, so if we get rid of these things that really don't matter, what do we need to do about the things that do matter? The things that matter, like if you had 30 days to live, I think we need to fight for those things that matter. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 says, Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers and your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Friends, I want to tell you, we are in a battle for our homes and our families. We are in a battle for the spiritual well-being of our kids. We are in a spiritual battle even for the church. And we need to stand up and fight like men and women of God, the men and women of, of God that we are. And we need to fight for what's important. Listen, right now, there's a lot of political issues and social issues that are dividing our country. And it's time for us as, as men and women of God to stand up for what matters. And most of it that is not those things that we see going on in the world. But what matters is our relationship with our Savior the relationship that we have with our kids and their relationship with our Savior. But we need to fight for our kids. We need to fight for our families. We need to fight for our homes. We need to fight against the devil's influence because he's seeking to destroy our families. In fact, he's throwing everything he can at us and our families to destroy us. We need to fight against society's influence. Our society is attacking our families and our kids in a way that you cannot even imagine. We need to fight against the influences of Satan that are seeking to destroy your family. Friends, I want to encourage you, just don't waste your life. Fight for what matters and get rid of the things that don't matter. So fight for more of what does matter and fight for less of what doesn't matter. Our life is too short and too valuable 
to waste on things that really don't matter. My wife, Leah, likes to encourage me all the time if we have a disagreement about something and she'll ask me, you know, if Jesus comes back in 10 minutes, does this matter? Well, how do you how do you respond to that? Because if Jesus comes back in 10 minutes, there's really the only one thing that is going to matter. And that's that you either know him or you don't. So I'll say, well, no, it doesn't. But if Jesus waits 15 minutes, then it might matter, okay? Don't sell out for the lie that we have to have more and more and more. Because that's the stuff that doesn't matter. Stand up and fight for what does matter and fight less for what doesn't matter. Maybe you're living your life life right now is a two handful person that you've got your hands so full that you can't do anything else. If we live as the scripture says, better is one handful with peace and tranquility than two handfuls of chaos and a chasing after the wind, things that don't matter. I would encourage you today, better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with a toil and chasing after the wind that that's a better way to live that's a a way better live way to live your life my hope and prayer for you is that you live a one handful life and if you've got both handfuls full right now it's time to do those things that i said you know cast out get get rid of turn off unplug Purge, get rid of that stuff that doesn't matter and focus on what does matter. Pray with me. Lord, thank you for the church family of Oakwood and Father, those that are listening today, uh, maybe here in Eden, some maybe even around the country that are, are joining us today. Father, I pray that we will take this message, the message of living as a one handful and being satisfied with that. Lord, and quit buying into this lie that we have to have more and more and more. When, Lord, there's only one thing that does matter. Lord, I pray that none of us that are listening today will look back on our life when we come to the end of it with regret and think, you know, I wished I would have learned that principle sooner. Lord, I pray your blessing on us today. Lord, I pray for your healing for those that have got COVID-19. I pray your protection on those that are uh, fighting to stay away from the COVID-19. Lord, we just pray that you eradicate this virus soon. Lord, bless us as we continue to serve you in a great way. In Jesus' name, amen.